Are you ready, Christine? I'm ready. Are you ready, Ma? Yes. Let's go. Let's go in the beginning to Hollywood. L.A. again. It's like it's like the movies are made there or something. I thought this was a Smoky Mountain Christmas. It becomes one. We are doing the 1986 A Smoky Mountain Christmas, not a Rocky Mountain Christmas, which is what I tried to search several times. (laughs) (laughs) I know you got mad. (laughs) It is a musical fairy tale about a country singer whose quiet Christmas holiday in her beloved home in the Smoky Mountains turns into an adventure when she becomes involved with seven orphans a mysterious mountain man, and an evil witch. Mm. Mm. Does that not have your goat? Mm? Doesn't it sound very Snow White-ish? It does. Sure Mm -hmm. does. Are you ready for the particulars? I am. A Smoky Mountain Christmas originally aired on ABC December 14th, 1986. The director is Henry Winkler. He also directed the feature films Memories of Me and Cop and a Half, which to this day, I still remember the quote, I'm your worst nightmare, an eight-year-old with a badge. I've never seen Cop and a Half, but I remember (laughs) that line. Hmm. Um, he also is an actor. You may know him as, uh, hello, the Fonz from mm-hmm. Happy Days. He was also in Arrested Development and hilarious. Yes, he was. Also in the movie Scream and The Water Boy, just to name a few. Mm-hmm. He just shows up everywhere and he just seems delightful everywhere he is. He's in Barry. He won an Emmy for Barry. Oh, oh yeah. Is that right. coming back? I hope so. It's been off a long time. Yeah. Um, They were filming at our hotel once when we were in Burbank. Yes. Um, It was written by William Bleich, who wrote the TV movies The Presents, Good Cops, Bad Cops, Chain Letter. The story is by Dolly Parton, who also wrote the TV movies or did came up with the story buys for the TV movies Wild Texas Wind, Dolly Parton's Heartstrings. I believe that's on Netflix, and she was nominated for an Emmy, or it currently is nominated for an I don't know. Uh, yeah, current Emmys now. Blue Valley Songbird. She also wrote the f- songs you may have heard, 9 to 5, mm. Jolene, I Will Always Love You. Ever heard of those? Those ever ring a bell? The music. She wrote, she wrote Jolene and I Will Always Love You in the same night. For real? Um, yes. Oh my God. There's, um, have you guys, there's a podcast called Dolly Parton's America. It's oh, okay. Yes. Go on. Nine parts. And I start, I listened to the first two and I highly recommend it. It's the guy is. Oh, you'd think I'd be prepared. Um, Dolly Parton's America. I'm trying to find out who the host is by Judd Abumrad. But uh, he, so 
he's a journalist and basically like Dolly Parton got in a car crash in like 2014 or something, 2013 mm-hmm. in Nashville. And it was just like, she had to go to the, the hospital, like wherever she was. And his dad treated her. And he's like, my dad is not like a doctor to the stars. He's just like a normal doctor. And they became friends, his dad and Dolly Parton. So he like, like interviews Dolly Parton. Like she's part of the podcast. It's like he interviews her and talks about, you know, starts talking about her. Um, But the podcast starts with like him talking about when she played in Queens a few years ago, I think 2019. And like he went and he was like, just talking about like how it was one of the most diverse groups of people you've ever been around, just like all kinds of people from all different beliefs, but everyone respecting each other, like just Mm. so nice to each other. And apparently there's something called a Q rating. Have you guys heard of that? Okay. Uh So she's in the top 10 of uh, well, Q rating, if I had never heard of it, it's like you're how much you're liked around the world, like as a like as a star. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, basically, if you like, you know, do people say negative things, positive things, whatever. And so she's ranked in the top 10 and she's like very near the top. Like, I think like I was expecting Beyonce to be like top five, but I think Beyonce's mm-hmm. number like 52 I think one of the only yeah. pe- one of the only people they ranked above Dolly Parton was Adele, um, mm-hmm. but it's just like people don't have any like. There's literally nothing negative to say about her. Mm-hmm. I wonder with the Q rating because I've heard about it in different various things with like actors and actresses, and it also has to do with endorsements and stuff and. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like entertainment analytics, basically. Oh, yeah. Um, I wonder, though, when you say that about like the Q rating, because it's such a wide swath that how diverse like the top 10 of the Q rating is. I know. I thought the same thing. I, I think like Denzel Washington was like pretty high up there, but it's not. Um, it, it just makes sense that like Adele, Dolly Parton. Like Beyonce. I was surprised about Adele. I could. I just thought that um, Beyonce would have been up there. Well, but I guess people feel one way or another. And also, there's there is uh you know there's this group of people who she she like the cast system. She, there's I mean it's yeah. it's not a huge swath of people, but there's some people like she's automatically out, and then. Um, they probably won't like maybe they don't like the direction that her music took when lemonade and stuff and Samuel L. Jackson's pretty far up there Mm -hmm. and Chris Rock no Dwayne oh The Rock yeah The Rock yeah Um, Vin Diesel but I don't know she's just one of those people you can't like so but she's so philanthropic and those People might be, but I don't think on her level. Well, well and this podcast too, like they, because it's they interview her, like they ask her questions and stuff. I mean, uh, and Rory, my friend Rory, is like a super fan, like, uh, super fan. So I texted her and I was like, "Do you have any just like you know, Dolly mm-hmm. Parton?" And she said, um, "She's written over three thousand songs." 
She read somewhere that she's most she's the most prolific songwriter in the Singer Songwriter Hall of Fame. And she wakes up early as fuck to think and write and make breakfast. And she's and she has drastically reduced the dropout rate in her town. Mm-hmm. Like she does mm-hmm. a lot for education. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry if we're getting into tasty nuggets or something else. Oh, no, this it's is fine. just gonna be a this dolly part love to tell you. Yeah, I, I got so much on Dolly Pardoned. Um, and the, well, they were talking about like, so they're ta- the one where she played it in Queens a few years ago. Like people were like live tweeting it, and so this guy was like, "Yeah, this people were tweeting like, and this this Queen bitch just pulled out a pan flute and started like she can do every like she can do everything." But yeah, she was saying so in the one of the podcasts she was like talking about. She was like, "Yeah, I think I wrote." I wrote Jolene and uh, I will always love you in the same night. Jeez. Yeah. Like, and then kept writing. I would have been like, if, if I read one of those songs, I wrote Jolene. Good night, everyone. I'm retired. Yes. <laughs> oh, wait. So we're going back. Are we going back to Dolly Parton later? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. we're going to talk about her more. Oh, okay. my God. Definitely. So much. Yeah. Okay. Well, I won't. I'll stop talking. Because we just got to her as the story by. <laughs> Yeah, story <laughs> Okay, okay. Uh, back to, oh yeah, there's. Back to, I mean, who else really matters? But I mean, I'll, I don't. I'll just give them their their props because Dolly right. would want this. Yes, she sure. would. The music scores by Dana Kaproff, who also did the Big Red One, Falcon Crest, and Cagney and Lacey, to name a few. Well, hello. Director of photography is Reynaldo. Villa Lobos, who also directed Risky Business, which we haven't done yet. Oh, yeah, we haven't. Six episodes of Breaking Bad, Love and Basketball, and A Bronx Tale. And this man's highly, uh, dis- like, uh, oh, yeah. what is it? The high, like, uh, oh, my gosh, the word dis- completely dis- left. Distinguished, not for distinguished. Variety. Oh, oh diverse. Okay. Yes. Diapers, thank you. Oh my god, I loved Love and Basketball when I was younger, and we have to do that movie too. Um, the editor is Michael A. Stevenson, who also edited The Sandlot. What, yes, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh my goodness, and Three Men and a Baby, just to name a few. Wow, like Dolly does not work with. Littles, <laughs> you know. I mean, she does, but she worked with talented people. She's got an eye for talent. There were seven of them in this movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Starring. I didn't do a lot of, with the kids because there was. They're kids. Yeah, and yeah. I, I it was cutting into my Dolly Parton research time. So yeah. we have Dolly Parton as Lorna Davis. She was also in Nine to Five, The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, mm-hmm. Steel Magnolias, and Joyful Noise. Let me sprinkle in a little bit here with Dolly. Nerd alert. Dolly Parton's Imagination Library mails out a book a month to every child enrolled from their birth until they enter kindergarten. She's mailed out over 140 million books to children. How do you get enrolled in that? Uh, I'm sure that you just sign up. And you're not allowed to be enrolled after kindergarten. I'm out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but it's in the United States, Canada, 
the UK, Australia, and the Republic of Ireland. So it's not just the U.S. Really? Like, yeah. Because it, I thought it was just like in rural Appalachia. Nope. Dang. All over. Um, Lee Majors as Mountain Dan. Lee Majors, we saw his debut in Straight Jacket. He was also the $6 million man. And he was in The Fall Guy. Here's another music nerd alert that blew my mind. So, Lee Majors was dating Farrah Fawcett, who would mm-hmm. go on to they would go on to be married and then eventually divorce. But at the time that they were dating, um, Jim Witherly, who wrote the song "Midnight Train to Georgia," he was inspired because he called up to talk to Lee Majors. And Farrah Fawcett answered the phone. And so he was just chatting with Farrah Fawcett. And at some point, she mentioned how she was leaving on a midnight plane to Houston. And so he just like, you know, he's just a songwriter. He just got inspiration. He was like, wait, a midnight midnight plane to to Houston to visit your family, you say? He's like, I got to go. Bye. Hung up. Like gender swapped the story. Like it's not their real story, but he just loved the idea of she went out to L.A. I mean, he switched the genders in the song. It's him. So a person goes out to L.A. and it's tough and they got to hightail it back. And Midnight Train to Georgia was born. Damn. How crazy is that? Um, And he wrote the song like within five minutes. It just spilled out of him. It's hilarious. Dan Hedaya as Harry. He was also in the First Wives Club, Blood Simple, and Clueless. He's just got one of those. He was in a lot. He was in a lot. So much stuff. Anita Morris as Jezebel. She was a big time Broadway star. She was also in Ruthless People, A Sinful Life, and Off and Running. And nerd alert, her son is actor James Badge Dale. Who he's been, if you look him up, you'll be like, oh, I know his face. He was in the Pacific. He He's a really good actor. And I was like, oh, snap. Um, sadly, she's no longer with us. She died pretty young. Uh, we have Bo Hopkins as Sheriff John Jensen. He was in The Wild Bunch, American Graffiti, and Midnight Express. We have Rance Howard as Dr. Jennings. He was in Chinatown, Cool Hand Luke, and Apollo 13. And nerd alert, he is the father of director Ron Howard. Also, huh. Opie from Happy Days, which was... Der- uh, Opie was in Happy Days, Aaron. It Opie was, was it? Andy Griffith's show. Yeah. No, but he was in... He became Richie he Cunningham. In, yeah, he, but it wasn't Opie. Look, Ron Howard gets called Opie. He's been called Opie his entire life, sadly. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he probably, if he's listening, I'm so sorry, Mr. Ron, Sir Ron Howard. I'm oh, apologies. But <laughs> anyway. he's actually bowing at this moment. <laughs> I mean, but see, Henry Winkler was the director of this. Oh, yeah. See that synergy? And then who should show up as a judge? John Ritter. John Ritter as Judge Harold Benton. My main man, Jack Tripper from Three's Company. Died way too soon. I was very surprised that Adam knew John Ritter 
Three's Company. He said, look, that's John Ritter. He's in Three's Company. And I was like, when have you ever watched Three's Company? His whole childhood. He was a little boy. I loved Three's Company. There it is. Yep. Oh my gosh. Come and knock on our door. I I remember watching it, but I was just surprised he did. Oh, yeah. Because then John Ritter was in Bad Santa. And we did overindulge in Bad Santa for several years. Yes. But like when I was a little kid, you know, you would come home from TV. That's how I got into Batman. It would be the the old syndication, like how kids Mm -hmm. got into Friends. You know, I was into it was the same thing where it's afternoon in the syndication. Mm -hmm. Laverne and Shirley. Yeah. So uh, Laverne and Shirley. Three's company, yeah. but Three's company because he did so. I it's so so much sexual innuendo that went over my head in Three's company. I was Thank watching goodness. it last weekend. It, it was there was something that was on, and I was watching the episode, and it was making me laugh. But he was so physically funny with his yeah. stumbling around and stuff, and, and yeah. So, um, yeah, he was also in Ally McBeal, and Bad Santa, which of course you mentioned. And that are those are the particulars. Okay, well, I'm going to set the table. <clears throat> we start in Hollywood with Dolly Parton as Lorna Davis, a country western megastar, shooting a music video with lots of male dancers, um, like a like a uh, PG. 13 uh, Magic Mike dancing. Um, there was a lot of undulating and and um, what do we call those t-shirts now? We we don't call them wife beaters. We call them A-frames, T-frames, H-frames. What are they called? <laughs> Tank tops. Tank tops. Tank tops. <laughs> Thank you for my fashion advice, people. Um, Lorna knows it's it isn't right and tells her manager to shut it down. I believe he was the manager of the Partridge family back in the day. Oh. Um, she is burned out and needs a break, so she goes off-grid in a small cabin in the Smoky Mountains. Just like Snow White, the cabin is inhabited by seven orphans, high hos who have <laughs> run away from their quotation marks orphanage everyone else thinks Lorna has been kidnapped by an overzealous paparazzi who broke into her home what could go wrong so now we are two people of color and I spotted a whole two I have two as well the police detective who did you know that the police detective lieutenant Danvers is Carl Franklin, who is a bona fide big time film director. He directed Devil in a Blue Dress episodes of Mindhunter and the Pacific, just to name a few. Yes. Wow. And our um, our little orphan boy. I believe his name is String Bean in the he's played by Mark D. Robinson. And there's nothing I didn't find anything on. I am deep. He's like, that was cool. Let me go back to my life. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's so a fun fact now. As far <laughs> as cast, 
What do we have? Teeny, do you have anything? Oh, you can start. I have. Well, I have class. Because I just still with, have trouble with that. With us, uh, with the, the, the Smoky Mountains and just also, I think the perception of the Smoky Mountains and the Appalachia. Yep. Um, but it is an extremely impoverished area. It is. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that the reasons that it's impoverished are the same reasons that um, a lot of the areas that are impoverished are. Like it, that's why it falls into caste, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, also, I looked up holler because I always hear it, mm-hmm. like the yeah. hollers. And th- some people say that it's supposed to be hollow, but just because of the regional dialect that it's right. a holler. But it's a small valley between mountains. Yeah. That's a holler. Right. Yeah. So I have that. And then I have the, okay, I didn't read this, but I found it and I want to circle back to it because it was very long, but it is called The Pardon Paradox, colon, A History of Race and Gender in the Career of Dolly Parton. And it's by Lindsay L. Hammer. And it's, you can Google it and search it. One um, more time. It seems name? to be like her graduate thesis or papers mm-hmm. or something like that. The Pardon Paradox, a history of race and gender in the career of Dolly Parton. And it's very academic. But mm. I, well, that like it's academic, meaning that she like cites her sources and like has bibliographies. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm expecting some really big words that then I have to look up. Oh, I no, it's, it seems like it was very readable. Here, I'll give you a quote from it. Okay, here's, great. Here's this. Thus, while Parton was asserting herself by addressing and exposing themes of sexism and gender inequality in her songs, she was also carefully crafting and using her feminine image as to appear non-threatening and more palatable to the country music industry. Mm. Parton is a difficult artist to categorize. On one hand, her popularity among country music bands labels her as a popular representative for working class women. On the other, she has helped to cast herself as a sexual icon and fantasy. Mm-hmm. And so it's like that. And the first half of it, it, it does a lot about going into country music and how country music came out of blues music, which was black African-American music. And then it kind of goes into the history of that. And there's a lot of different theories and explanations as to where this color line came down with country music going off and being very white. And so it it goes into like the color lines and stuff that exists within country music Mm -hmm. and that explanation. And then how Dolly Parton has like tried to weave her way in and out of that while, um, it, it's just it's very interesting because I mean we can't talk about power of cast without talking about cast within country music and how mm-hmm. I want to watch the Ken Burns documentary about country music because that is something that I didn't know there was one my yeah, god has he done everything he's so prolific but when people would ask like well what kind of music do you listen to I will say like oh anything but not really country but then when I hear like some country mute like Johnny Cash and stuff. I'm like, oh, I like this. And oh, Willie Nelson. 
Johnny Cash was actually like a like an ally and like liked black people. And there's just this thing of like, I think some like with me in country music, it's like they don't like that's not for me and they don't and they don't want me to listen to it, you know. And so that's what Dolly Parton, like as Teeny was saying with her, how she's just been able to just by being herself on just really like walking the true Christian values. Cause that's what she says. She's like, I'm not the judge. God is the judge. And if you're a true Christian, like that's what you believe. So why are you here judging people? Like we're all brothers and sisters. Like, There's oh. that, um, the first episode of Dolly Parton's America is called sad songs. And it talks about like, cause in the beginning her songs were really sad. Um, and she wrote this one song that she said is one of the best songs she's ever written and they wouldn't play it on the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's called daddy come and get me. I think that was the one. Um, well, that was the one, uh, that one's about a woman who's driven crazy by the man she loves and he puts her in a mental institution to get her out of his way. And she's begging for her dad to come rescue her. And then she wrote another song that said this other song. She also said was one of the best songs she ever wrote, but they wouldn't put it on the radio. And it was about a woman who got pregnant and the guy didn't want her to have the baby. So then she had it anyway, but then the baby died and Mm -hmm. she was like, well, maybe that's better off because the baby's with God now. And the guy still wouldn't come see her. And Mm -hmm. and then it talks about like how she wrote instead from the victim's point of view and they Mm -hmm. so they talked about a little bit of history of country music and like mountain music because i Mm -hmm. think like there's like two parts it's like there's what you were talking about and then there's this whole like mountain music part of it and these songs were violent and there is this song they go into depth about that's like hundreds of years old and it's and they played it and it's like this man is singing about he's walking by the water with this woman and then all of a sudden he beats her to death with the shovel and pushes her into the well or into the river or whatever and it's like that's the song mm-hmm. and then they were like how did this get written and he's like well probably what happened is like he was like and he says who this who the man was it was like a real thing that happened he killed this woman and then they were like, well, he probably ended up how the song got written was he probably got ha- caught and he was about to be hung or whatever. And so these people would go like journalists, I guess is what you would call them, maybe, and write the story down and it would come out as a song. And like, that's how, you know, but so it was all of these violent things against women that were in all these songs. And they were like, so she writes these sad songs, but it's from like the woman, like, okay, so I'm writing a song from the point of view from the woman who got killed and put into the Mm -hmm. lake, you know, and set it the other way around. But it's very, it's very interesting. Mm -hmm. That's, and it shows the, the similarity, I think also, like you say, like the mountain music and how that sounds a lot, like the early blues, like, wasn't there like stagger Lee and stuff. And there's, Mm -hmm. um, you know, where there's like violence, like, you're just like when you listen to it you're like oh my gosh like some yeah. of those old blues songs um and then that reminds me of i forget what there's a genre of mexican songs 
Oh, really? Where their song about, um, about like, uh, like the gang leaders and stuff, and it, oh. and it's like this whole like tradition. And I think like the common thread is the the working class. Like these are the songs of the working class people. You know, yeah. Like they, I mean, they're this telling is, it like they're literally telling exactly, the story, right. Right. and it's right. the same thing that like NWA was doing yeah. in the eighties. And people are like, "This is so violent." It's like my life is so violent. Exactly. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So it, it it is. It's very interesting and fascinating, and especially to see her life. And then in the eighties and stuff, like when this movie was coming out, she was getting Dolly Parton was getting um pushback by both black audience, like by black people, certain black people, and certain country fans mm-hmm. because she w- went to disco and and it's kind of the same kind of thing that you would hear you know with taylor swift when taylor swift was going pop and then it's like oh yeah. how dare you have and then because she was getting ra- radio play on black stations as well as on the country stations mm-hmm. and white stations then you know black people were like well wait a second you're using disco which like we came up with yet again and you're getting played on our radio and embraced by you know, our fans, but we're not getting the same kind of love on country music. You know, there's there's no you're not playing. You, y'all didn't play Ray Charles, yeah. you know, so I'll have to it. listen to it again. But I, they talk about that a little bit. And I think it wasn't her choice. Like, she didn't like those songs like she did. Like, she never had a hit. She never had a pop hit like that. Mm. Didn't mm. it didn't work out. It wasn't until. Yeah. And there was this one man who I can't remember the relationship now, so I'm terrible. Um, But talking about cast, they talked about they played some. She was on his show. Dolly Parton. Show. Do you know? Well, no, but in the I just know in the show, like in you know, breathing through this, the article that uh, Miss Hammer wrote that they do mention that she, her, she would have she had a show and she was very influential and recognizing of diversity. And she would put all of these different musical acts because to her, the country people who viewed her as leaving country, she said, I'm not leaving country. I'm expanding country. Right. I'm taking right. country wherever I go. It's in me. Look, she's like. I'm the fourth of 12 kids. Right. You know, I was, I, she lived in the holler. I lived in the holler. Mm-hmm. Like the line that we'll get to later when she talks about her daddy, like when I got my curtain hung, like, yeah, yeah. that's well, where she came from. So she's right. like, you're not going to take that out of me. I know how to skin a squirrel. I know about squirrel stew. I can cook the shit off of that. Like, it's going to be amazing to eat. Let me expand all of the good things. Like, why y'all being so close-minded? I'm. <laughs> yeah, she has a whole song about called the multicolored dress or something. Uh, about, the coat, the coat of the many coat. colors. Yes, the coat of mm-hmm. many colors. About her mom knit. She made her this coat, and then she went to school, and all the kids made fun of her for wearing it. Mm-hmm. And like, she made her try to make her be ashamed of wearing her coat, and she was like, "You guys can fuck all the way off." Mm-hmm. Um, but the right. one I'm looking for is Porter Rat Porter Wagner. Porter Wagner. They had, yeah. And they had the musical partnership, but then they played and like she's but I mean the other thing about her is she doesn't get gossipy. You know, she's like no gossip. When you talk to her, she's not gonna like feed into the spill in the tea scenes mm-hmm. for the most part. 
But they, this other woman that they were like writer that they were talking with was talking about how like she was like you know every story. Well, Dolly herself said every story is like or every relationship is like a house. There's two stories or a multi level house. There's two stories, and so like. But this other writer was like, I saw this relationship as being uh, abusive. Like, and they played back some things from the two of them on a show. And it would be mm-hmm. like, he would call her stupid. And he would be talking about like, oh, what if I hit you or something? And she'd be like, oh, you'd never hit me. But it's just like, thinking, like that kind of stuff was going on in the background. Mm-hmm. I remember and that it, show. Well, oh, that's where you? when she left, that's what that it was like this partnership and and she mm-hmm. wanted to go off and be on her own and that's where she wrote I will always love you it was to Porter Wagner of like yeah we're going our separate ways now <laughs> but I'm gonna keep publishing well, on that yeah and she was telling a funny story about Jolene like you know that guitar part in Jolene know it I love it yeah so she was like he was he was there trying to tell the guys how to do it and they weren't getting it right. It didn't sound right. So all of a sudden she just picked up the guitar and said, well, let me show you how to do it. Mm -hmm. So now we are to nerd alerts. All right. So what's going on? What's going on in 1986? You were six years old. I wasn't, I wasn't born. Adam was two. So, okay. Oh, challenger. The Space Shuttle Challenger is uh, in a great boy. 73 seconds. I remember seconds. that day. I was so sick on the couch. We were both sick. That's why oh. I thought you were pregnant. That's why I always thought it was at 84. Because I didn't, I don't remember. We we discussed this in another <laughs> episode. Um, I was Pic- not pregnant in 86. Pixar was founded. The Chernobyl disaster happened. Radioactive deposits unique to Chernobyl are in every country in the northern hemisphere. So if you're out here just thinking you're living a a, a good, clean life and stuff, go watch HBO's Chernobyl. And remember, this is during the Cold War. So (laughs) we didn't even know. (laughs) We had no idea how horrible it really was. Um, And then I oh, the Mets won the World Series. Then I came across this and I had never heard of it. Captain Midnight. Does Captain Midnight sound familiar to you, Ma? Okay. Uh, yes. So that was an engineer and business owner, John R. McDougal. He jammed the HBO satellite signal on Galaxy One. Because I guess back in 86, satellites were special and <laughs> everybody yeah. knew their names. Whereas now, who could keep track of the satellites? During the film... The Falcon and the Snowman for four, I put 4.4 minutes. He jammed the signal with a message broadcast to the Eastern U.S. saying, quote, Good evening, HBO, from Captain Midnight. $12.95 per month, question mark. No way, exclamation point. Showtime slash movie channel, beware, end quote. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I wish I was paying twelve ninety nine per yeah. month <laughs> for HBO. He ended up with a five thousand dollar fine and a one year unsupervised probation, and now it's a felony. And because of him, um, they <laughs> the government was like, 
yo, we need to make it so that just no ordinary schmo could take over a satellite. Oh, my gosh. Like, thank goodness he was just mad that he couldn't afford, you know, cable, cable, (laughs) uh, you know, pay for cable and stuff. Um, So they made it so that there was like transmitters and every so that they could keep track of that. And then they also were like, if if anybody hijacks it again, it's a felony. But I just thought that that was wild. And he was very quiet about the reasoning for it you know, behind it and stuff. Um, he, he wished that not that he didn't do it, but that he had been more forthright in saying why he did it. He did it because he felt that the the little guy was getting squeezed and we're having to, and it's, it's basically, however yeah. you feel about when you go to the groceries in 2021, that's why he did it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and nothing changed. Uh, And then finally, in 1986, Silver Dollar City, Tennessee, located in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, is reopened as Dollywood. It's It's the 24th most visited amusement park in the United States. It has 50 rides and attractions. It's got a water park, a spa all of these different great things to it. And she, she did it and opened it in uh, 1986 when this movie came out. And also, well, the same year the movie came out and she did it because she always said that when she got money, she wanted to go back to where she was from and give back to the community mm-hmm. and also make a place where people could have fun. And she's a big time employer in that region. So she's mm-hmm. giving, providing mm-hmm. jobs to a whole bunch of people. Um, yeah. Dolly. And now you can go. Right now they're running Dollywood's Smoky Mountain Christmas. Mm. Are mm-hmm. they? I bet it's better it's quality than what we saw. More than 5 million gleaming holiday lights, award-winning stage productions, and warm family traditions that so many guests have enjoyed for more than 30 years. It's fresh off its... Dollywood is fresh off its 13 consecutive golden ticket award for best theme park Christmas event. Mm-hmm. Really? Smoky Mountain Christmas always marks the beginning of Dolly days, Dolly said. And she says... Christmas really is the most special time of the year because it's when we all come together to share those precious memories we all hold dear. It's when we take the time to remember those cherished times and stories from the past, but it's also when we start many new traditions that will become the stories we tell years from now. I hope that everyone who visits Dollywood this season experiences the love and joy of our traditional Smoky Mountain Christmas. During your time here, we hope they'll laugh, love, and linger as they enjoy the light of the season. I want to go to Dollywood for Christmas. I have some squirrel stew. You know what? I was like, do I hate Dollywood? But like Dollywood for Christmas? Ah, uh, yeah. I'm intrigued. Yeah. That's bet it's beautiful. Oh, it's got to be beautiful. It, it, it's going to be over the top. Oh, okay. five million lights. Yeah, she is. Okay, so when I was a youngin. That uh, Porter Wagner show would come on like seven o'clock Saturday night, and it was uh, it was um, 
it wasn't even country music. It was like mountain music. It was real twangy. And she would come down on a, on a swing. They would lower her on a swing that the, the ropes holding the swing were all entwined with fake flowers. And she would come down with that massive hair and the massive wardrobe. And I didn't like Dolly Parton. I didn't like her as a performer at that time. I just, wow. It, wow. It, it, oh, Oh my God. Okay. Just stay, stay with I, me. No, I'm stay staying with, with you. Cause this is making a lot of sense now. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and I, like we never really watched it and, uh, my mother was, yeah, I was waiting. Snobbish. <laughs> I don't see Grammy being into the mountain music aesthetic. I could see her as, uh, being like no we escaped from that like like moving on up yeah and the the overdone hair and makeup and wardrobe was just like she would just tisk tisk at it so you know and my dad wasn't gonna listen to it either so that was always turned off now um and i always considered especially that kind of country music to be very white you considered it <laughs> to be but, what? Listen, white. But oh, guess who loved to watch Porter Wagner? I'm guessing my grandma, Papa Rich. Oh my, my grandmother's father. father. Yeah, yeah, he I loved see that. it. I mean, I didn't and know the man, just but blew my mind because I thought it was so. But that's the thing. It's like you. That's what you saw. But if you go back to the origins of it. They see no guess I, who taught everyone all of that. Like right. guess where it came from. It's like it's like with Jack Daniels. Everybody knows Jack Daniels, but Uncle Nearest is the one who taught Jack Daniels how to how to make Jack Daniels. And Uncle Nearest is a black man. And you know? now we can buy Jack Daniels wherever we want to. Can't get Uncle Nearest around here. But anyway, so it wasn't until the eighties when I saw her in nine to five and other things where I started to uh, start to appreciate her but it, and also because you, you got older right right and so I I did come to appreciate her then I came to actually love her you know giving books to kids and all of her philanthropy and then I found out that she was um Trump wanted to give her the Medal of Freedom twice, and she turned it down twice, which made me love her twice as much. But um, the first time her husband was ill, and the second time was COVID, and she's heard that Biden might want to do it, and she's going, I don't know that I, I want that. It seems just so politically based. And so, like, if she took it from Biden, then that would ostracize the Republicans. And she, you know, like she doesn't need the Medal of Freedom because she's doing the right mm-hmm. thing without it, without yeah. getting that. So well, she had at her restaurant. She this is back in 2017. It was called something Dixie was in the title that was at Dollywood. And 
it was like brought up to her about, uh, you know, like just the problematic nature of Dixie and what it's associated with mm-hmm. and, you know, all that stuff. And she was like, oh, that's no problem. Like, I'm changing it. And she was like, I don't like I'm a businesswoman and I don't want to offend anybody. And if that is offensive and I can see how it would be, then I don't I don't want to I don't want anybody to be offensive or bring that like that's not what I'm about. I'm about including everybody. So what do I care? Like, yeah, we'll change the name. It's Auntie Granny. That's what all of my because she didn't have kids of her own, but she was the fourth of 12. So she did a lot of raising of her siblings and stuff. And so her she was tired. She didn't need. To yeah, do she's again. on her her um, nieces and nephews and stuff. Call her Aunt Granny, like her great aunt, because, you know, she was basically the mother figure to mm-hmm. the person that then they became. So she was just like, it's Aunt Granny's restaurant. And that's, you know, that's the thing. Yeah. Where you get, just gets pointed out and it's like and she has that quote about like yeah black lives matter you think our white asses are the only ones that matter and yeah 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 also i'm just looking more into dollywood just this year they announced a 20 million dollar expansion to dollywood that's going to be on-site housing temporary housing for employees um they're saying that they're you know they're post COVID they're having trouble getting people to work, you know, or like mm-hmm. having, but a large part it's due to lack of affordable housing in the area. Mm-hmm. So she's going to build a residence hall style, uh, four story building that will be able to accommodate more than 750 seasonal employees, um, to help create des- housing opportunities of their communities. And it looks like if like they're going to let employees of places around the area also live there. Um, and they're going to be uh, standard rooms will accommodate four residences, four residents with four beds, with individual lockers, a private bathroom, a fridge and a desk. And you're going to have 88 accessible rooms that have two people in them, laundry, kitchen and Wi-Fi. Because I imagine that's a seasonal job. I imagine that's a seasonal job. Say you live in the mountains somewhere like super far away. You don't have reliable transportation or you have to drive an hour and a half to get there. All right. You can live in the temporary housing for the summertime, Mm -hmm. get paid and, you know. Yeah. She's getting things done. I'm saying Dolly for president, but she wouldn't want to be president because there's too much decisiveness in it. She's just getting it done no matter what. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I am now a fan. And I <clears throat> thank sorry, God. I did more nerd alerts on the Smoky Mountains. Yes. AKA mm. the Great Smoky Mountains. Slap some respect on that name. Part of the Appalachian Mountain chain. It's a sub range of the Appalachian Mountains rising mm-hmm. along the Tennessee North Carolina border in the southeastern United States. And it forms a part of the Blue Ridge Physiographic Province. And why do you know about the Blue Ridge? Whoa, okay, because that <laughs> is the, the western part of the state where you oh, I just know that it's like oh, the, the mountains. Like, I know the those mountains as the, the way that, like, when you look on a map and you see D.C. and Cincinnati, you're like, 
why does this take eight hours? Like, why are we going in West Virginia and Pennsylvania? When you look at a map, it's like they're connected. And it's like, no, you got to go through the mountains up and around. Now, the Appalachian Mountains are the older mountain range of the United States. The younger mountain range are the Rocky Mountains. You can tell because if you look at the Appalachian Mountains, the peaks are rounded from more weathering, for more years of weathering. And the Rocky Mountains are more jagged from fewer years of weathering. They're young. They're like, look at us. They are. They're all talking shit on Twitter and TikTok. But they'll, exactly. They'll get They've rounded. They've gotten their face done. They will. They will. Their edges will get rounded. Don't you worry. That's right. Welcome to second grade geography, Fairfax County Public Schools. Well, originally, that land was controlled by the Cherokees. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they, when, uh, you know. The America was like getting frisky and stuff with the one in their independence. The Cherokees were on the the enemy of my enemy is my friend tip. So they sided with the British, which then gave the American revolutionaries like, oh, now now you are definitely the enemy. We can just do what, you know, we just shoot you. <laughs> we just round you up. Um and so you, you kind of know how that went. And then Union, what I thought this was interesting was that Union sentiment in the Great Smoky Mountains was much stronger relative to other regions in those two states. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I remember kind of hearing something about like Virginia was huge. It was it was like all the same. And that West Virginia was like, no, we're not. <laughs> we're going to stay with the Union. <laughs> See yeah. ya. During the civil, you know, the the hard times, <laughs> the bad times, <laughs> the the war of northern aggression. Um, yes. So all about states' rights. It was much stronger than relative in those two states. Generally, the communities on the Tennessee side of the Smokies supported the Union, while the communities on the North Carolina side tended to support the Confederates. Mm, it's the most visited national park in the United States. The Great Smoky Which one? What's the, the Great Smoky Mountain National Park? Mm-hmm. The most visited. Okay. It's the salamander capital of the world. Mm. What? Yeah, there's like 17,000 different species of salamanders. We have salamanders right here. I Salamanders, I get. They're allowed to be around. Because they that have means, legs. And that means that the snakes have not been around to eat them. So I love to see me a salamander. Until it comes in your house and you go, shit. You should be get in here. Guess and, what else and can if come you, in. Exactly. Oh, we were kind of at the park. Adam and I went there. Oh, yeah. Basically, we went to a waterfall right on the edge of the park. Oh, nice. Well, we went to Asheville. It's right near Asheville. Yeah, we used to go to the Rocky, to the Smoky Mountains for vacation some when we were looking for rubies. <laughs> oh, the infamous rubies. I didn't come across all of the, the rubies in the Smoky Mountains. Yeah, well, I guess they were all gone by the time we got there. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know that the smokiness is created by plants? Mm. Because they're giving off oxygen and taking in carbon dioxide. 
Well, it's a volatile organic compound, VOC, and it creates a vapor. Oh. And that's what causes the smokiness of the Smoky Mountains. And the Blue so Ridge Parkway is there. It's beautiful. Right. As you go further down or further up the Appalachian Mountain Range, it's only smoky in that one part? I didn't <laughs> get that dirty with it. <laughs> Miss North Carolina? Miss North Carolina doesn't know, um, but I will say that Cherokee's very nice also. My grandma loves to go to Cherokee, which is where that is. Is There's a casino it's, there, correct? Yeah, well, Cherokee has Harris Casino. Mm-hmm. I think they're making another casino, too. Is that run by the, the tribe? Because there was mm-hmm. a small number of the tribe that didn't... Uh, I There was somebody... There was a guy... And he was able to save some of the, I, I imagine it was like a Schindler's List version of like the Cherokees. Because as we've done previously on the, you know, Trail of Tears and stuff, they yeah. ended up being shipped off to old Oklahoma. Yeah. The smokeless, the smokeless Oklahoma. Wait, um, and it, wait, because I have um, the quote. It, uh, and if it ever gets dull, you can go to Tulsa. Yeah. No, um, Harris Cherokee Casino Resort is on the Kuala boundary in Q-U-A-L-L-A uh, in Cherokee, and it's uh, in North Carolina. It's owned by the Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians and operated. Okay. It's operated by Caesars, and it's a Caesars property. Um, it's been there since 1997. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so they... They own and operate it. That's, I mean, that's kind of one of the things, like, all of Cherokee is, I believe. Mm, nice. It's a great little town. Mm-hmm. If you ever go to Asheville, go to Cherokee. Nice little casino, but uh, it's not, uh, you don't You don't get free drinks. It's not oh. Well, then why bother? Mm-hmm. I guess some people just like to gamble. I guess. Yeah, put those $100 bills down. Um, is that it for our nerd alerts? Yes. We're going to be definitely talking more Dolly. So we are to reheatables. My first reheatable. Well, negative reheatable, right? Negative reheatable. Um, the policeman flirting. I mean, I, yeah, okay, Dolly. Parton you want to take that away from them too? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, hair. How big and how damaged could your hair be in the eighties? Uh, what my hair was big and damaged. So stop looking at me like that. Well, no, but I'm saying that's your hair. I'm pretty sure Dolly Parton wears a wig, right? Well, oh yeah, several, several. Uh, at the same time, um, when she's in the cabin, which is a pretty much one room cabin, except mm-hmm. for the little loft space. She takes the big bed all by herself. There's seven kids living in that cabin, and she just goes. You would have done the same thing. Are you kidding me? Get out of here. I don't believe for one minute you would have taken the small bed. No, but I would have had some of the little kids in the bed with me. Oh, that's. Mm -hmm. You're not related to those kids. How are you what? explaining that to the inquirer? And also keep in mind, you're a big time pop star. 
Wow, she's been wearing wigs since the 60s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't care. I just thought, wow, that, okay, move on. No, I, uh, I, I respect it. I That just shows just what a, what a warm heart you have. I'm going to remember this. <laughs> when they're... <laughs> Yep. When I'm like, can I get a can I get a part of a blanket, please? I'm very cold. <laughs> Do I share my big chair with you? Yes. BTW, I took the board out from it because Poppy said I needed to take the board out from under the cushion because it was too uncomfortable for you to have to sit in. It wasn't. I like board. It you have a board in your cushion. I like yeah, it better because with the board. my okay, good because my her hip. She had a bum hip. Yeah, not uh, my, not my sciatica. Yes, but my chiropractor suggested doing that. I mean, my dad always slipped with a piece of plywood under his mattress after he got shot in the back in World War II. So, moving on, um, and then I have a quote: "The witch was the witch was a lot for me." Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and then this is a quote from the police. Sheriff. Sheriff. Oh, I like it when you're angry as he's manhandling her. Mm, yeah. Mm. There was manhandling. Manhandling is negative reheatable. Other negative reheatables. I have when the witch was making the pie for her to eat, the poison pie, she could have made half a portion of that poison. She made a whole vat of poison. Yeah, a big cauldron. A big cauldron Wait. of poison. And she only needed like a vial. Mm-hmm. And that's that's your negative reheatable on the pie? Yeah. Well, that's well, all I know. Oh. She could have taken her rings off when she's making the crust. All right. Well, I'll just save that for okay. later on in the episode. So, note taken. Um... Oh, Christine notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the terrible wrapping jobs. Those presents that she wrapped for those kids. Ter- they were terrible. I don't even remember now other than they were terrible. Oh, it's I like she that. just like didn't try anything. It's like she took paper and just like like it's when you say it like it's like she took paper and wrapped it around the present. Like that's literally <laughs> what wrapping is, but <laughs> And this is what I do with every Christmas morning because she's checking my corners. I'm judging you. I am judging all the wrapping. Where the tape is and where the ribbon is. Yeah. yeah. And then this says, where's the something? And it looks like it might have said surgery, ginger, sugary. Where's the sugar maybe? Where's the something? No, it starts with an S and ends with a Y. I don't know what that says. So where is something? I was missing something. Okay. Could have been in the pie recipe because she didn't take the. No, it was after the present. So it was at the end. Oh, because she didn't have one of those wonderful apple corer uh, peelers. You're stepping all over my LVP. Where's Just say. Go, Aaron. 
Is that all TD or were you able to? Yeah, I can't read my okay. last one, so. It's funny because I, I had a note, too, that I could not read at all. Um, my battery heater bulls. The therapy shade that gets thrown when she's, you know, she's doing her thing in L.A. And she's like, no, this isn't this isn't country music. Um, and that, and she's just like, I just, I just, I just need to get away and stuff. And the guy's like, oh, well, maybe you should go to therapy. And she was just gives him like this look. And I, I was like, excuse me, Lorna, but you are a woman in country music in the eighties. Therapy is most definitely not a bad idea for you. No, it isn't. Especially mm-hmm. with. Okay. I was going to woman shame. I was going to woman shame how she dresses. Oh. Dolly? Up in that. Yeah. I have that there is no oh, way. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. I was, I'm trying to you should ha- hang your head in shame. Mm-hmm. There is no. I, and I read that quote to you at the beginning in cast about how, she, like, you know, she's doing this because she, she's able to then she's able to be subversive. There's no way she should have let that creepy man who was clinging to her second story window into her into house. Into her house. No. no, you step on his fingers and let him go down there to the Domermans. And I'm like, wait, is she doing that just to show what a good person she is? Yeah. Or the queen, the queen had, a, had a sit down with her. Oh yeah, and that happened in real life too. That is true. But she didn't. The queen didn't open the window for the intruder to come in. The intruder just came in and she talked to him. But then I was thinking of it from Dolly Parton, animal lover. Oh, she doesn't want her dogs to taste human flesh. Mm, True. So why have them down there? A a deterrent. Yeah. I also like that she had different kinds of dogs. She didn't just have purebred. She just was like, give me whatever scary dogs. That's what I took it as. Mm, nice. I like that. I like that. So now she has to raise seven kids? Yeah. She just she just went wanted to get out of LA for Christmas. And now, now she's on the whole. I was laughing so hard at that scene where the, where they were sitting down and and they're like, oh, she's gonna leave us and stuff. And she, and she was very kind of non-committal because I'm like, yeah, she's a pop star. You're seven kids. I got I got a pop star life. I gotta lead. <laughs> what um, was the name of her butler? Um, I have it. Van- Vernon. Vernon. Vernon's gonna raise those kids. She's got enough rooms in that house and Vernon can take care of it and she can hire um, as many people as she needs to deal with those children. I just, this the movie. You might need to be aroused. But. It just went all of a sudden into my, oh my, this is my nightmare. Oh my gosh. And this is another reason why I stay out the wilderness. Mm. You know, you go in, I... Shout out if you have Discovery Plus. There's a great documentary show about balloons, Japanese World War II hot air balloons. They came over and there are so many that are undetonated in the western north, the Pacific Northwest of the United States. I saw that. and I was like, 
stay out the wilderness. I see this, mm. stay out the wilderness. You can get blown up or you can become a mother to seven kids instantaneously. Stay out what the wilderness. What do they say on my favorite murder? Stay out of the forest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, why do you need to go in the forest? It's lovely. Look at it from afar. Yeah, but then you never see the Blue Ridge Parkway or the Great Smoky Mountain, Great Smoky Mountain National Park. You can see it from your car with lots. Yeah, you don't need to stop. <laughs> you could only you could stop at Dollywood. You could stop. Although at, you know we'd have to stop to pee somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go into the bathroom. Now there's seven kids. Now I gotta raise seven kids because I had to pee. I like how Jake was completely uninterested in Dolly Parton singing. Like Dolly Parton is giving. Oh, hated hated it. I was just like, oh, Jake's into Slayer, I guess. Did we have (laughs) a did we have a um, a child star name for Jake? Uh, yeah, he I forget what his name was. He was in a whole bunch of things. And then sadly, uh, at a very young age, I think when he was 26, he passed away Christmas Eve on Christmas Eve of colon cancer. Oh. I'm sorry, Jake. I kept waiting for Jake to to come out and say, I'm really a female, but I'm transgender. I'm really I'm really a male. I was born female. I, I had very strong female vibes from Jake. Oh, OK. Interesting. Um, I misheard this quote, but I had to put it down because it made me laugh so hard. At at one point, I heard a kid say, he's not going to drown me, is he? And I was like, well, we're we're in Appalachia. We're in the Smoky Mountains. Right. Yeah, he probably is. Everything's on the table. And then it was like, no, drill me. And then I, when uh, I went back, I didn't put the context of this. So I'm like, oh, is drown, is drill me? better <laughs> See, he's Ouch. not gonna drill me is he? I was, uh, it made sense in the moment but i didn't put what the scene belonged to so hey life is real in the smokies um there's a whole wide world of knots oh yes yes like if you're a sailor i mean there are yeah, a multitude of knots. And then a snare knots and such. That was an interesting knot. There's just so many knots in the world. And then at one point, the sheriff's, uh, what, I guess, deputy, he has a kid under his arm and he comes out saying, what we got here is a failure to communicate. I liked it. because okay. it, Yeah, it went back to Paul Newman and... Cool Hand Luke. Cool hand, Luke. What we got here is a failure to communicate. I love that nod to Paul. Okay. Those are my, I put it here as a question mark because I was like, how did you, how did that work on you? It worked well for me. I liked it. I accept the nod. So now we are to positive reheatables. And I have, (laughs) when Dolly is being Snow White and she's like, comatose or whatever and then um lee majors kisses her that doesn't work but but jake my transgender boy which only makes sense if you're growing up in appalachia and you are abandoned by everybody you're going to pretend to be a boy because if you are a girl you're so much bad stuff is going to happen to you so oh 
Uh, Jake starts talking to Dolly and she has tears come out. Did you see how much makeup was in those tears? No. <laughs> oh my God. Cracked me up. Yes. Um, and then I had John Ritter mm. is a positive always. Yeah, and he I, was really funny too. Yeah. His, just he, his reactions and his line deliveries. I was thinking that John Ritter is I feel I felt like when I watched this, I go, oh, did Ryan Reynolds just steal John Ritter's whole thing? Yeah. Might have, you know, and if he did, you know what? Bravo to know what to steal. Yeah. And then my final positive reheatable is the boy was the seamster. The yes. boy was the one who could alter the clothing and sew the clothing to help his six siblings. Indeed. And that's a um, gender a gender switch. Mm-hmm. Yes, Miss Christine. I enjoyed the storybook graphics. I thought it was very made-for-TV Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that we didn't actually stop for those commercials. Oh, yes. I don't know why I wrote this down, but I guess I liked it. The witch scene where she said, do you know how much you have hurt me, John Jensen? I guess she said it in a funny way. Or was that the scene where she walks in and like all of the all drinks the- and stuff till everything? Oh, yes! yeah. 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 That was yes. pretty cool. That yeah. was cool. Thank you. She, I-, I will say she was very fashionably dressed. Yeah. For a witch that lives in the woods. Because I had that as well. The scene when she comes into the bar and everything tipped. I was like, what an entrance. Yeah. And I enjoyed that this could be a Halloween or a Christmas movie. Agreed. could plop it on. And there's not many that could go both ways. You're right. Mm -hmm. And then I wrote um, boobs. You know. You you gotta recognize a great pair when you see them. And I'm going to say, this is before Spanx. So, like... Yeah, because we know that Spanx is a young company, just because we talked about that a few weeks ago. Yeah, and so uh, she had uh, these ginormous boobs and then this extremely slender body from there on out that she, if I looked like her, would have emphasized as well. Yeah. Yep. I mean, <laughs> she uh, she she took in. I mean, look 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 where she came from. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's like she's not, and she's not a. Even though her first song, I believe, was "Dumb Blonde," like that's how smart she is. That her first song well, is. She dumb always blonde. said, "It takes a long time to look this trashy." Well, she or she said also, uh, it takes a lot of money to look this cheap. Yeah, because she's yes, been honest yep. about her plastic surgery. She has cosmetic surgery. Yeah, yep. and Wigs. you know what? Yeah, yeah. Whatever you want to do. Yep. Mm-hmm. So my positive reheatables: leaving Los Angeles for Christmas. Yeah, even though it has been chilly here. Oh, ouch. How cold, darling. Well, yesterday morning it was 41 degrees. <gasps> and I know that you guys go <gasps> and you and you are. Uh, everybody does that. But need I remind you when the tragedy struck 
in Texas over the, the winter time and their houses were fr- frozen and people were freezing and everybody on yeah. the East Coast is like, what are, what is wrong with you guys? It was 30 degrees. Why is everybody dying? And you read into it and you realize houses are built different mm-hmm. <laughs> the further west you go. We have no mm-hmm. insulation. Like mm-hmm. there's no. So when you're like, oh, it's 41, like the heat is escaping. It's not staying mm-hmm. in here. So it does. And it is true. You get the acclimation and all of that. But also the housing units and stuff aren't meant to keep heat in. It's They're me- true. It's meant- if you watched Escape to the Chateau DIY. DIY. Sorry. Drink if you had that on your Gone with the Bushes drink card. (laughs) Uh, The the thickness of those walls in France were to keep you warmer in the winter and cooler in the summer, and it did it did work. Yeah, I don't have from your experience in the chateau. From my experience living in a. A house built in Germany with the big ass thick walls. It was cool in there, even though it was hot outside. And in the winter, it was a, li- a touch of chilly. Well, they didn't. They, whoever built these uh, things in California, uh, I'm going to also mm-hmm. speak in Texas. The, these are thin walls with right. no insulation. Right. So, right. <laughs> I have. Oh, the that's not country line that Dolly Parton says when it's just doing like the the choreographing that you've mentioned, Ma. I remember in I remember in the when Shania Twain like mm-hmm. burst onto the oh, scene. Another icon. And how man how country people were up in arms over her and like that's not country. Right. And so right. I just thought that that was very interesting. I was like, oh, look at Dolly. Although I'm like uh, she's ahead of her time, but the, or am I like man, country? You've always been so retrograde, misogynistic. I mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. When Vernon the Butler comes in to take out my man, the creepy guy, and he takes the handkerchief. This is one of my my favorite moves in a movie. Takes out the handkerchief to touch him to to throw him out because he his gloved hand can't be soiled we oh, can't yeah. soil my glove that was great um the handkerchief is getting thrown away it's not going in the oh yeah laundry. incinerated i love i am a huge huge fan of the fancy lady in hiding look oh yeah the big glasses with the spark <laughs> yeah. over your head you know i yeah. love it ma and let me just tell anyone listening if you ever get the opportunity to do it in real life, treat yourself. It is so much fun. I did it when I showed up to my brother's college you sure graduation. Did. You were totally Jackie O. I did the big glasses with the scarf, and I was just sitting in the, in the aisle. Oh, and then you didn't know you the, were there. No, and you and you because it's such a ridiculous look because you're because you they're like everybody's staring at you because you're like, don't stare at me. And which causes everybody to stare at you. And yet it works. It did work. It really works. It was like, who's sitting next to mom. Hmm. So believe me, treat yourself and, and do it just once at in your life. Once. At least once. It's great. TV movies, television movies, when they used to be on the networks. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, they were, it, it was just this, I, I think when we've lost it, some of it has gone to the Hallmark channel now and it's the Hallmark yeah. type of movies. Some of it, they just don't make those movies anymore. Um, I mean, at their worst, they were just, they were just like TV, like just long TV shows with just commercial breaks in them. But like, there are some really good made for TV movies out there. And so uh, good job, Teeny, for recognizing it and bringing in yeah. a great television movie. Um, Cause now it's just all streaming and stuff. But the thing about this that I loved was it had the, it had the built in, like where the commercial breaks would go. And it actually yeah, you like, could made tell it was a like a made for TV movie. Mm-hmm. At this point, I want to point out a, um, a, f- a former person who was on our podcast, Crystal Joy Brown, who is in a Christmas movie writing around the Christmas tree, will be seen on Christmas Day on Lifetime. So, there you go. Set your DVRs. Yeah, she has a new one the- coming out, 8 o'clock Christmas night. Damn. Way to go. I have the songs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just Dolly Parton, she probably just wrote the song on the day that she showed up. It was just like, all right. Oh, y'all need a Christmas song? Oh, how do you like this? And okay. yet, yeah. I'm just humming it. And then finally, this made me laugh so hard. When it was, they were talking about Mountain Dan, and they said that he uses children's bones for weapons, <laughs> which is hilarious, but also. I mean, children's bones will probably make awesome weapons. So many that you could come up with. I feel like give you some children's bones, some rubber bands, and some duct tape, and it would be a lethal weapon. I mean, I feel like that has to do with that Smoky Mountain mentality of we make do with what we have and tragedy strikes, you know, they're not murdering the kid, but something, you know, sickness, whatever. And it's like, you know what? We will honor him by turning his bones into weapons. Exactly. I just, okay. So those are my positive reheatables. Outstanding. So now we are to quotables. Mm-hmm. I have two. Okay. I have a couple. I've- Oh, you my first is, you shouldn't oughta not like people, honey, but if you're gonna to, he's the one not to like. Yeah, you yeah. shoulda. Yeah, you shouldn't. You shouldn't oughta you not shouldn't like. Shouldn't oughta people. not like. So, so see, every time there are two negatives, it becomes a positive. Uh, but I couldn't figure it out with this sentence. But if <laughs> you're, but you if shouldn't you're going, not like people. Yeah. yeah. But if you're going, but if you're going to. He's the one you ought not to like. Yeah. But the way she says it just rolls off. You're like, I love it. And I know exactly what she's talking about. And then you go to try to write it out. And you're like, wait, what? I had to pause it to write it. Okay. And my second one, she says to the sheriff as he's coming into her cell, because she is in jail, you take one more step. You're going to get your Christmas punch right now. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> All right, I'll go with mine. Has Teeny's choking? Oh, is she back? Are you back? Oh, she's still choking. 
I'm back. I'm back. Here we are. Um, I have. There's nothing in the world like the smell of fresh mountain air to make a person feel alive again. Yeah. Uh, I won't tell anybody you're here if you won't tell anybody you're here. Wait, I won't tell anybody you're here if you won't tell anybody I'm here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody has hard times. Everybody hurts. That's true. I think somebody was using that as an excuse. Their hard times as an excuse for something. And Dolly said, nope. 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 We all have hard times. Move on. And Michael Stipe was watching this, and then he was like, everybody hurts. (laughs) There's something there. (laughs) I don't know what this is about. They're going to start using plastic? Mm. I don't know what it was, but apparently that was said. Going to start using plastic? Oh, when the cut when she though she comes in and she moves all of the cups mm. and then the bartender's like I gotta start using plastic, yeah, because mm. all the mm. cups break. Yep, all the glasses oh. break. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Uh, the one little boy and he said, "Don't like music, don't like movies." <laughs> <laughs> and then this one I really love. This is my quote of the movie. I think it's real Christmassy that y'all feel this way. Aww. And I think we have a holiday playlist at work that I love. So I put on every hour that I'm in charge. And everyone hates everyone hates me for it. But I imagine them all saying, I think it's real Christmassy that I feel that way. That's right. Yeah, That's right. Haters. Oh, they can just complain about it on TikTok. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Take it to management. (laughs) I have. That's mighty old talk for such a young man. Ooh, that's a good one. I have when, uh, or this is in reference to Jezebel. They said, boy, is she aggressive. (laughs) Jezebel's the witch. Yeah. And she is a touch aggressive. It was a bit of an understatement. Possessive. When Dolly Parton said, it's what's inside the wrapping. Look at her just dropping mm-hmm. dimes. Oh, okay. Here I am. Oh, there you go, Talking Teeny. shit about her wrapping. Yeah, and, and it's what's inside that counts. Ouch. Oh, my bad. I just, like, that. I just was caught up mm. in the Dolly quote. I didn't look at that. Yeah, the... I know, but you kind of put some shade on Teeny. I didn't mean to. I apologize. I have, I just live in the mountains, not another planet. <laughs> when the mountain Dan is like, I know who you are. Oh, right. yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Somebody at some point says, have some heart. And then somebody replies, why? <laughs> <laughs> That's happy. good. And then my favorite was, it was my favorite of just, it was just a, a real, just like, I guess a privilege, it sounds dumb, but like a privilege check. Like a grateful check, you know. Um, we mentioned it before when it was. She's in there and she's like, "I, re- uh, I remember when my daddy hung my curtain, meaning she got her, and that was her getting her own room was mm-hmm. hanging a curtain. Hey, mm-hmm. I was just like, wow, I, mm-hmm. I never shared a room growing you had your up. Own room. I had my own. I had. I didn't have a curtain. I had walls. Yeah. 
And, and, and a bed. And a bed. And it was just me. And, you know, it just put things in perspective of how, because, like, it was just the, the greatest thing. And, and that, and because of just that love and being around family, that even though if you have nothing, that, like, putting a curtain up is the greatest thing in the world. And you think of how many kids are miserable and grow up miserable. And they had four walls and stuff. And meanwhile, like, Dolly Parton got a I don't like this is from the movie, but I'm just like saying that this is from like Dolly Parton in real life, just because yeah. I completely would believe it that like yeah, she got her own her own room was getting her own like curtain to be put up and right. and then just and then also just the feeling of sadness of like like just the abject poverty of exactly you know, like, mm-hmm. i mean she's still alive it's not like it was that long ago mm-hmm. but then also like the love and the whole reason that 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 line i think just means so much and her saying it is because she that's what made her who she is now like she never lost sight of the girl who mm-hmm. was so grateful to have her own curtain being put mm-hmm. up by her daddy and mm-hmm. that's the like she's just always carried that with her, and you would think it would be so easy for her to just just be little Miss Fancy Pants. Mm-hmm. And if she is, and this is all like a a big show, like she just gets zipped into a Dolly Parton suit and then, and then like just becomes Dolly Parton. Still, my hats off to her. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Either way, if it's like, oh no, she just wow. All right, you committed to the bit real big time but i i think that i don't think it is because of just how much that line just cut through to me like Mm -hmm. a curtain you're welcome for your 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 sibling to have been an opposite gender because in military housing if it had been two girls you would have shared a room oh Mm mm-hmm well, 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 well. I guess I should thank my father then. <laughs> oh, is it he the? Is it the male, the one who who determines the? I'm pretty sure she's the one who gave the birth. No, she thank gave you. birth, but the uh, like the the site, the X chromosome comes from the male. I thought. Well, I, once uh, again, here we are. Oh my yep. gosh. Now it's thanks to the man. Oh That's my gosh. Always thanks to the man. Look, yeah, at, me. look at you. you know what? No, you know what, Ma? Hats off and thanks to you too. Because you, you could have thrown yourself down some stairs, but you didn't. So hats exactly. off to you. Exactly. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. So now we are to LVPs. I had an LVP through the through. Uh, half of the movie on, uh, three-fourths of the movie on, seven-eighths of the movie on, and then I changed it. So this is my MVP, Child Protective Services. Well, your LVP or your MVP? My LVP. Oh, LVP. Child Protective Services that were putting those kids in the home of those two sisters who couldn't stand children. Oh, yeah. yeah. But... Yeah. My true LVP is that this is not available for streaming on sites where it would be a better quality to stream it. Yeah. The only place I could stream it was YouTube. I tried so many other places. It was so fuzzy 
that at first it it really interfered, but then I tried so many other places and no, and then I went with it and it was okay. But yeah, shame on you, a uh, uh, Netflix, Hulu, whatever. You should have this. It's a great movie. It should be streamed. Yeah, I wasn't able to see the makeup run. And I wasn't able to mm-hmm. notice the messed up packaging of the wrapping. Right. Because it was so fuzzy. Other LVPs, Mine. please. Mine is... She tried to go to a cabin in the woods to be alone and seven <laughs> fucking kids showed up. Yes. Thank you, Tini. Oh, That's what I'm saying. I went to get away and now yeah, I'm a mom. Nightmare. Yep. Nope. Of seven, not a mom of one. If seven dogs showed up, great, best week of my life. Mm-hmm. Okay, no seven, are. and a, and a, a know it all is the oldest. Yeah, <laughs> what I really feel is transgender, and that's fine. <laughs> my LVP is Jezebel. Yeah, why do we have her? Yeah. I mean, raising seven kids all of a sudden on your own in the mountains, it's the Smoky enough. Mountains, isn't enough. Um, I also didn't like it because then it it's this you're pitting these two women against each other, which and Jezebel her her whole thing was this man is looking at somebody else, yeah. So her whole existence depends on this man looking at her. No, I, yeah, I felt like it was only there to continue the snow whiteness of it. Yeah. And also but, you notice yeah. that she was a brunette. And so then it goes into that whole thing of like, you know, the dark hair being. Which I guess it had well, to be being a natural blonde. I don't understand. I'm guessing that it had more to do with contrasting of Dolly Part blondes. Dolly Parton's blonde, so you had to make her rival brunette. But it also yeah, does angel angelic. But it does fit in with the whole like colorism and cast kind of mm-hmm. thing. Of mm-hmm. if she had those, like, all right. No offense to the Smoky Mountains, that whole mm-hmm. region and that Oh, but if I had those gifts that Jezebel has, why there? And why him? <laughs> oh, why him? Exactly. Some people like the wilderness. You've already established you guys hate the forest. That's fine. Right. But but him? Him? I mean, him. Yeah. Did you see no. Lee Majors? I'm just saying he's going to become the $6 million man. Also, you can just like, you can just like teleport into town. It, you know, yeah. you can go to like, what, Knoxville? I don't know. Ash, what were you saying? Asheville? Asheville. Yeah, there's there's to towns Tulsa, around. To, there's uh, Hollywood. You got that gift? Go to Hollywood. Make yeah. yourself some money. And then here, what I couldn't believe that was not brought up earlier in referencing mm-hmm. to the apple pie that I was just oh. like, it just the skin on the apple. Yes, she yeah. didn't peel mm-hmm. the apples. No, that's gonna be. Well, she nasty. didn't care about the taste. Yeah, that's going to, I mean, you look at that and you go, because she didn't have an upper crust. So you saw the peel on the apples. That says to me right away, don't eat. And then Dolly Parton ate it? Mm-mm. She's trying to be polite. 
Mm-mm. I guess so, but oh my gosh, I was out. I had to Google and because I'm like, oh wait, is there a thing? I don't want to offend anybody. Is there a thing where like apple pot, like peeled apples, is a a thing? And like, I don't want to get all on my high horse being like completely offended by this. But then as I'm mm-hmm. googling, I'm like, how could it be? It's mm-hmm. a peel. It's not gonna and break it out. No, and it's gonna get in your teeth. Oh and it's going to hang out of your uh, mouth. I mean, look, mm-hmm. I didn't even get into the type of apples that she used because I was just because whatever. They, were red, they weren't Granny Smith. So right That's away, I'm, I'm, I'm out. But hey, no, I was out. But then I saw the Now peel. you guys are against other kind of apples. Oh, no, I said when I you did. make an apple pie. I see that's her. I was being like I I was I was willing to go. I'm not gonna like apple not shame me. anybody. I but am. when I saw the peels, that was a bridge mm. too far. I was like, mm. no, no. And I'm no, gonna say no, those no, were no. red delicious apples, and you don't use those to make an apple pie. They're too mushy. Yeah, those aren't baking apples. They are not. I actually was looking at something today. I'm making something and uh, they said you could use like pink lady apples are good for baking, but the trick is you should be able to press in it with your thumb and it shouldn't leave an indention. Oh, and that, really that, that well, you know, it's always good gonna be for um, baking. That's good. That's good. I just, I just go with Granny Smith. It's can I, I just mean, say while we're on an LVP? Yes. One of my negatives. Why doesn't smoky have an E in it? Like, that just shouldn't be how you smell smoky. Thank you. Agree. Oh, my gosh. I like, this is like the Smoky tea. Mountains. I could, yeah, me too. I'm like, it I is. Exactly. Because the E goes over, makes the O say its name, smoky, and then the, the Y at the end makes the long E. Yeah, so yeah. I, I don't understand. No, it's totally a get. Well, because. I mean. Is that is it is this the reason why like Dolly Parton sends a book every month to children from like her father was illiterate and and, he was great at making deals and so that's what she took from that. But many people in Appalachia in rural Appalachia are illiterate. It's hard. Do you see that terrain? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, okay. So are we to MVPs? I believe we are. And my MVP is playing guitar with those fingernails. Oh, yeah. Now, I think they were probably reinforced because she didn't have a pick. She used those fingernails as a pick. Mm. I checked. I looked carefully. Well, maybe she just has like strong fingernails. Like your fingernails aren't. Do you have strong fingernails, Ma? Fairly. Like they're strong, but then they're they're probably acrylic. They were probably she probably had acrylic nails. Uh, Yeah, to be able to do that. But but when she's up there on the neck of the guitar with her left hand, and she can just do it without, like some people curve their fingers to play on the. Oh um, yeah, people with long nails like. Mm-hmm. But she, no, no, she, were, she knew how to do it. I don't know how she did because I always would cut my fingernails really short so I would be able to press exactly. down. But exactly. I also I also have like like now I need to cut my fingernails because they get to a length where I'm like, 
I'm going to take a chunk out my face and it's going to leave a scar. Like Mm -hmm. I end up hurting myself on accident when these things get too long because they just they're just like little knives attached to my fingers. Yeah. Um, I thought we were all going to have the same MVP, which is going to be Dolly Parton. That's my MVP. Mine was just a little more specific. (laughs) Okay, but it was part of Dolly Parton herself. Exactly. So we're to recast it. Oh, wait, no. Oh, I have more on Dolly Parton. I thought, okay. Of why she's my MVP. Rewind. Well, actually, I had an honorable mention who was Jasper for wanting to meet Santa's wife. I thought that was adorable. (laughs) He's like, what do you want for Christmas from Santa? And he's like, I want to meet Santa's wife. And then later he does push-ups and he's like, she's spoken for. Yes, that was adorable. It reminded me of Adam at Kelly's wedding when he said, I'm here in case Frank doesn't show up. That's a bad reheatable. Okay, move on. Um, So I think her voice, like Dolly Parton, just her voice. Uh, Yeah. And then I've known who Dolly Parton is my whole life, but the first things that I knew about her were like her boobs and boob joke. Like that was all what I was like, Oh yeah. yeah oh her. yeah. And then it's just the more I learn about her, the more surprising and she just keeps leveling up in the mid seventies. Elvis wanted to record. I will always love you. Oh. But Colonel Parker insisted that Elvis get, they split the publishing 50, 50. And quote Dolly Parton, that was one of the hardest things I ever had to do because I loved Elvis. She was like, no, she knew enough. That's right. To be like, no, I'm keeping all of the publishing on. I wrote this motherfucker. But but still, like in the mid 70s, this is before she's a big actress and stuff. She's basically like, you know. Most people would have, they would not have been that astute in business. Right. Exactly. Exactly. She's had a number one song on the hot country chart every decade since the 1960s. Oh my Are God. You kidding? And she's the only artist to do that. Wow. No one else. There's a great interview in Billboard magazine by Melinda Newman. Um, and that's the that's all was quoted. It was in August 2020. And that's where you get the whole thing where she's like, yeah, I'm down with Black Lives Matter. Um, her production company produced Buffy the Vampire Slayer, that television what? show. She also, really? Yeah. Her company also did the 1990s remake of Father of the Bride. Oh, my God. Oh. And she gave a million dollars to Vanderbilt University to be like, go figure out a vaccine for this pandemic. Yeah, yeah. she did. Yes, yeah. She, did. she was like a big on that. And they I believe that she, that that money had a direct effect on Moderna and coming up with a vaccine. So me personally, <laughs> thank you, Dolly Parton. Well, both of you, too. So it's it's just the more you learn about Dolly Parton, like her business and what she's doing. I recommend that Billboard magazine article because it goes into what she's doing with her image and likeness kind of things and her business dealings that she's doing. And she's setting it up because I believe she's in her 70s. And so she's she was like, born in 46. <gasps> she's younger than me by eight years. She's younger than you. Older. Yeah. 
So she's in her seventies and she's, she's like looking ahead and, and she's like making all of these deals and she's just such a savvy businesswoman and stuff. Exactly. She's fascinating. I recommend that podcast about mm. Dolly Parton's America, nine parts. I'm going to listen to the rest of it. Yeah, it sounds good. It's funny because they they had the part where they were like, you know, she won't call her phone like she doesn't call herself a feminist like. Mm hmm. Uh, but they were talking about how, like, you know, her resurgence in popularity, especially among like young, like millennials now. Yeah. Yes. And it's like you had the first wave of feminism. Yep. And then. You know, the second wave, burning your bras and all that, which a bra never got burnt, I guess. But then the third wave of like, no, we're and, you know, you see people. It's like you don't shave and you dress like a man and all that. Mm-hmm. But then it's like the third. This, she represents this third wave of millennials who are embracing their sexuality and like using that as a. Well, yeah, it's the it's the thing of where she. So you could see how there's a line of school in feminism that they're like, oh, Dolly Parton, look at her and her appeal and her all her makeup and her wig. And she's always gussied up. And that's just playing into the patriarchy because that's how like the idealized version that men like of women. And she's doing that so she can't be a feminist. And then it's like, well, but wait a second, like no, she can do that and because that's how she wants to do it. Like she feels comfortable and her best when she's made up and and that's why you know she does the cosmetic surgery and she wears and she's you know has her hair and she's every time you see her she's all put together. And that's how she chooses chooses to be a woman. And if you don't want to do that, you also don't have to do that. Like it isn't a zero yeah. sum game. It's be well, the woman that you want to be. Yeah, it's how and she like, chose to the, play the game. And one of the episodes, they like one of the interviews, they asked her about like being a feminist, and she didn't like want to use the term. And then they talked about it, you know, throughout the episode. And then he went back and asked her, like, uh, you know, is it less about using? There's some people who like call themselves that, and other people who it's their lifestyle. And she was like, yeah, I guess you could say it that way. Like, I'm living the life of that. Like, you don't have to like. Mm-hmm call Mm -hmm. me one thing or another like i live my life in this way right yeah right don't don't put me in a box Mm -hmm. okay we are to recasting i did two Two. i did one and i did lorna and dan and harry so my lorna is brandy And, uh, oh, Dan is Ice Cube. Oh, and, oh and my! my. Hair, <laughs> and my <laughs> and my Harry is whenever I have an annoying person. Who do I cast? Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Brandy and Ice Cube in a Smoky Mountain Christmas. I like it. <laughs> I love it. I'm green lighting it. I have the movie that's just waiting to be redone. Hello. Uh For my first recasting. I have as the sheriff, Dave Franco. As Jezebel, Catherine Hahn. 
Ouch. As Harry, I have Tom Hanks. Okay. Okay. And then, I mean, come on. As Mountain Dan and Lorna. Guys, this is this is ready to go. We're ready to do this. Although something tells me these two might be gun shy about being in another movie together. But Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck. <laughs> As Lord of Mountain Dan. Well, there you go. There should be some chemistry. I know, but remember G. Lee. So. No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I prefer to forget. Exactly. So my next cast is an all-time cast. Because I haven't done an all-time cast in a while. Okay. Oh, great. What might have been. I. The most recent episode of. My favorite murder is it goes on there all the time. Best. It was such a great. Oh, episode. is this one with Aaliyah? Yes. So good. It was so good. So as Lorna, I have Aaliyah. I thought that's where you were gonna go with that. Uh huh. As Mountain Dan, I have Glory Area. Glory Era, Denzel Washington. Glory Era. Denzel Washington. Got As it. Harry, I have Frederick O'Neill, who was the brother in Anna Lucasta. Remember how funny he was? Yeah, he was the brother, the brother-in-law. And he was just making all these jokes about his wife and stuff. I don't remember. And then as movies. Jezebel, I have Eartha Kitt. Ooh. Oh. Oh, but wait, now that's a witch I would be afraid of. Mm-hmm. All right. So that there we go. So we're to Tasty Nuggets. Now, I looked up a Smoky Mountain Christmas trivia. They got nothing. Nothing. I I only got two things. All I got was because I felt like maybe Dolly was older than Lee Majors, but no. Mm. Dolly was 40 at the time of this, and Lee Majors was 47. That's Dolly all I was got. 40 in this movie? 40 in this movie, yeah. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And she could do it today and look exactly the same. Well, I, I mean, mean, thank you, plastic surgery yeah. and, and all of the creams and such that she's able to purchase. But I think I yeah. feel like we will soon be able to purchase <laughs> the, the Dolly Parton. But we won't have access to Dolly Parton's surgeon, nor who is it? Oh, Jane Fonda. My dad's always like, you need to find out Jane Fonda's surgeon. I mean, not to me. I always felt like it was the one I took you to when you were two. Ah, yes. Your friend in Cincinnati. Exactly. Well, no, he's in. He was in Washington, D.C. at the time. Oh, oh, my bad. My bad. No, he was at Farragut. I have that Paula Abdul is uncredited, but she was the choreographer of all of that gyrating. What? Oh my God. That makes sense because mm-hmm. there was a lot of gyrating and a lot of tank topness. Mm-hmm. And then I have seven songs were all written by Dolly Parton except Christmas with Santa, which was written by her uncle, and that a soundtrack album was never released. Oh, that's unfortunate. I know. So I don't know who dropped the ball on that. 
Christine, do you have any tasties? I don't. I figured like, I I talked about all of my nuggies with. with I know because, and, and there weren't any like things from the production or whatever. So that is our episode of a Smoky Mountain Christmas, and I'm gonna I enjoyed say, it. I like it. Yeah, let's more Bravo. Dolly Parton. More like, yeah, bringing your youth into. Remember Christmas when you were young and everything was just so magical? Remember? <laughs> that's where my Christmas is. That, that's me and Christmas. I get this candle, this Christmas candle going. I went to, this week, I went to the Rockefeller tree. Oh, yes, you did. I see it lit up. Enough, I've been twice this year. Adam and I went to see it the day it was being hoisted, and we got a piece of the tree. God, and then the tree. This Wednesday, my friend was in. My friend Erica was back in town. She lived here for like ten years. Wait, so she went away <laughs> for two weeks, and then she was back. And then she was back. I feel like Erica's been in New York the, oh. the fall. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, she texted me last week and was like, "I booked just I booked a last minute trip. I'll be there Monday through Thursday next week." She just can't stay away. She didn't want to leave. And so, needs to come back. I know. Week. So she was like, um, "Um, I hate to be touristy." Well, I, you know, I'm like, "Oh, what are you gonna do?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "On Wednesday, I get off at six. What are you gonna? You have plans?" And she was like, "Well, I think we're gonna go to the." go to the Christmas market and get some hot apple cider and get a thing of whiskey and walk uptown and look at the, look at the lights. So we got some whiskey, put it in our apple cider. And then we went to the Rockefeller. Well, first we went to a Jewish deli. Oh, did you get got a some matzo ball soup? No, he didn't, but got matzo ball soup and a hot pastrami sandwich. Oh, oh my God. Boy. And then we went to the Rockefeller center and saw the tree and, I did not know that the Saks Fifth Avenue lights did that. Like that was that was so cool. That is so cool. They do a whole light, like music and lights and. How did Macy's like? I feel like Saks's people have really been asleep at the wheel. That like everybody associates Macy's with. I know. I guess it's like a thing, but I know. I guess, and it's like right across from the tree. So I love it. I, yeah. I love it. Mm. Tis the, it's the holiday season. I can't wait. I will be there this time. We're recording on Sunday, and I will be there next Sunday. Mm-hmm. York. Ah, so excited! So excited! Well, I don't know when our next recording will be, but I did pick out a movie. It won't be next week. We know that. It might be the Well, next- isn't our next recording the award show? It yeah. might be. Yeah. Then it would either be the... We probably won't do one next week, so it would either be the 26th or the 2nd. Okay, so then it would be the best of 2021. <gasps> Maybe. Oh I my- guess if we did 26, we could do your movie, and then we could do the... Well, I did pick out a movie just in case... Okay, well, who knows what our next episode will be. We're going to play it for year. It, it's on one of those lists of Christmas adjacent movies where you don't, it doesn't necessarily meet 
it just I guess it takes place during Christmas time, but it's not an all out Christmas movie. But oh, it's I'll also a film noir. So film no- I do love me some film noir. I do too. And I never heard of this film. I've never heard of anybody who's in it. It just came up on a list. It's okay. available on Tubi and online to to stream, like on YouTube. So I don't okay. I didn't see it anywhere available for rent. It's okay. called it's from 1949 and it's called Cover Up. Oh. And it's about an insurance man who needs to go investigate a death. Oh. And I was I was like all in. I'm like this sounds pretty good. So it sounds pretty good for three murderinos. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So and then I figured, well, if if we if this is the first movie of the new year, then it's not a super we're not stuck in a super Christmassy movie. And if we're able to record during the Christmas time, I guess it takes place during Christmas time. So right. I figured like all the bases would be covered. How fun. Okay, listeners. Well, this was a Smoky Mountain Christmas, which I recommend just to watch because it's got a great feel good full holiday i mean just throw it on like if you have an ipad and you put it in your kitchen while you're making christmas cookies throw it on have it on lights on the motherfucking christmas tree one i'll be listening to dolly parton while i cook tonight for sure She's got a Holly Dolly Christmas album mm-hmm. that came out in 2020. Outstanding. And uh, sh- National Treasure. Wait, guys, well, it's Christmas. Real quick, off the top of your head, what are your favorite Christmas songs? It's the holiday season. Oh. I really like, I like, uh, now, Grandmommy and Grammy, both their favorites are the Little Drummer Boy. Isn't that funny? And I like I the little drummer boy drums. too. Yeah. And I love, I mean, it's not Christmas until Mariah has told me it's Christmas. Mm-hmm. So there's that. I love James Taylor's Christmas album. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even though, honey, it's cold outside is very. Can very we just have the song though? Like, yeah, let's just take. I'm just gonna go with the song. You know? I just go I know, with the song, because, but it, it's the awareness. At least we have the awareness of like, the awareness. Who knows the yeah. intent? It right. Have that. have Uber on a speed dial. Mm-hmm. Make your own choices, and um, so I love that. I guess and, she was trying to go home, right? Yeah, she did. It is TD though. It's one of those where, like, I'm I'm with you, and then when you, you like <laughs> the song continues, you're like, oh, god damn, god damn it! She really, yeah. she said, I have to go. Yes. Like, yeah, this evening was great. Yeah, but then I mean, yeah, agreed. You're okay. like another verse. Come on, oh yeah. My god. <laughs> I haven't convinced you yet, baby. Yeah. Let's go um, I just, uh, uh, okay, I'm sorry. It's not Holiday Inn, but White Christmas, Bing Crosby, very problematic, but I love the song. The thought yes. 
it's, it's never a, a white Christmas. I remember that um, I'll be home for Christmas. I remember when we were in Germany and it was the Gulf War and it was like your music teacher did that in the Christmas concert. And a lot of people are sitting there going, well, but my other half is going to be home for Christmas. So, yeah. 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 So that, yeah. Wait, what's so that? it's always a standard in military. I'll be home for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah be, that's a good song, though. Yeah. Except unless they're not going to be. T- but it says even if my, if only in my dreams. Agreed. Yeah, that's, exactly. Agreed. that's the whole point. I know. It it's is. Just real, it's just real sad, though, when you're. Real just, sad, but I get the intention behind yeah. it. Yeah. I, mean, I do, too. But when what you're is, the one who, who you're going to be with your service member and then three fourths of your neighborhood is it going to be with the service member? Yeah. So so there's all I that. Like, but I remember getting though. that song made me real sad. We put that's on our work playlist, and I remember last year at being at work, and it was like <laughs> when we realized that nothing, like we nobody, and I remember like vividly hanging socks. And that song coming on and just being like, oh, my God. You want to be home <laughs> for Christmas. Yeah. Kids but you know what? We all got through home it. For Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. We got through it. And you guys had a great Christmas on your own. And I was afraid that. From we did on, have a great Christmas on our own. Yeah. I was afraid that would be your. We were home, I guess. Were you were home for Christmas. Yeah, but Ma was afraid that they that you guys were going to love it and look at each other and be like, I guess we're, like, we're just doing this from now there on. Was something, I'm not going to lie. There was something to it. You know how we love our Thanksgiving alone now? And then I was like, man, that was a really nice Christmas last year, just not having to leave the house at all. <laughs> exactly. I totally understand. Not that I would, but, you know, we did it once. We never have to do it again. <laughs> but if you do have well, to do please. it again, you can. And we can. Uh, I have to say, Aaron kind of enjoyed being the only child again. Oh no! I put on a good. I was putting on a good front. I was just accepting what was. I was in what my Eckhart Tolle bag. Also, yeah. I was down. Remember how like crazy I was? I was downstairs. I wore a mask the entire time I was uh. around you. <laughs> I was like, I would only brush my teeth downstairs. I was like, I came, I was like, I don't know. That was a weird time. Now we're oh, all she boosted. slept in your bed, Teeny. She slept in your bed. It was pre-renovation. Um, <laughs> it was. Post-snake. Yeah, but so, winter time. That was only, I was like, mm, it is winter, winter time. time. I will is, do it. It's good. Exactly. So... Yeah, so, nothing, nothing like the pressure of like, have you killed everyone in your family <laughs> by showing up? Yeah, great, great times. Just very, very low key, non stressful. And yet, so this year will be much job. less stressful, and we may, and maybe we'll see you, maybe we won't. Next oh, wow. to our listeners to the next. Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> I was like, well, all your no, gifts like- are going to Virginia. <laughs> okay. This no, is this we're is okay. coming. Yeah. Okay. I'm into our listeners. Maybe you'll hear from us next week. Maybe you won't. And maybe in the next you two won't. Weeks. And yeah. really, you probably won't have time to listen to us anyway. And, and to be honest, has anybody listened to all of our all 100, what 95, 96 episodes of our podcast? You haven't. 
It's there the movies you skipped them. over. There are some. Even, you didn't listen to Empire Jones. You know you didn't. Even my very, my very dearest, okay, Donis, who actually does listen, and Wendy. Um, but no, there are some that they didn't hear. So we do appreciate every single listener who somehow enjoys this. Uh, we enjoyed it. Jess and Andy. Yes, this Jess is and Andy. If you happen to listen, and Evan. Jess and Andy, some hummantas. Hello to Mackenzie, if you hear way. this. Oh, Mackenzie, <laughs> shout yeah, out. Please. I'm a listener. We do love, we we love every listener that listens, and we enjoy being together. So, Merry, Merry Christmas, and who knows when we'll see you next. We will see you next, so. We will, though. We'll It'll do. happen. Yeah. Holly jolly. Christmas. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>